And why'd he make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Gotta smile when I say that shit. I woke up this morning. Go. Let's just hop into it. We're live and shit. We're live with Mitch Anik for episode number 68, aka 69 minus 1. What's up, world? Glad I could be 69 minus 1. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you, uh, I originally met you living in the frat house. We lived right across the hall from each other for yeah. a semester. It was, it was a good time. I, I met Jordan. He was uh, halfway Vine famous at the time, and I kind of <laughs> gave him shit about it. I thought it was a big joke, and then I became one of his biggest followers. Yes, Kept yes. up with all the OG Vines. Hell you know? yeah. Yeah, rest in peace Vine. I know. Vine 2.0, is it coming out? Fingers crossed. I hope it does, man. They've advertised it. You can be back in that game. And they've hinted at it. If they do, I'll just post all my old vines and just try to just try to get on the platform. All right. I'll definitely take a little whack at it. All right. Hell yeah. So, uh, Woody, like I told you before, told me to bring up Dr. Flamingo, and I didn't know what the hell that was. So here I am bringing up Dr. Flamingo. All right. So, Justin Michael Woods, I believe. <laughs> One of my uh, fraternity brothers, and by the way, I've been in this fraternity for five years now, not letting that dream die, and uh, Justin's a freshman, we just got along, he came to spring break with us, kind of showed him the ropes, handed him the torch. So he comes on spring break with us, and uh, my girlfriend and I, we don't fight, we get in arguments, we're normal, you know, and we had a little argument one day. So uh, I was pretty intoxicated so I talked to a therapist to find out what our problems were and I took a snapchat of the whole thing talking to this therapist well uh, found out this therapist was a uh, well I knew what it was the whole time but I was just having a good old time being a little goofy it was a parrot that I named Flamingo who was my therapist so it went all around Snapchat. Everyone, everyone thought it was the funniest thing ever that I was calling this parrot a flamingo. And I told my girlfriend the whole day, I said, I talked to a therapist. Everything's going to be all right. I talked to a therapist. And when she checked Snap stories, uh-huh. she died. She lost it. She thought it was the funniest thing ever that I talked to the therapist, Flamingo, who is the parrot. Wait, so the, the name of the parrot was? Flamingo. It was a parrot named Flamingo. Oh, so then you called it Doctor Flamingo because of the okay, he's okay. So, so her reaction is what made it like so popular. It, it, I made it my snap story, me talking to this parrot, calling it a flamingo. Oh, and, okay, okay. And all two hundred people who watched that story thought it. They messaged me, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" But you're so stupid. That's not a flamingo. And, <laughs> and I mean, people still come up to me. Oh, how was Padre? You know that was a parrot, right? And it, it's hilarious. You should just go along with it. Everybody, it's like, no, dude, that was a flamingo. Like, I, I know my birds. No, that was a parrot, but his name was... No, 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 just yeah. go along with it and, like, mess with people. Like, like be like, no, like, that was, like, like you actually think it's a flamingo? Yeah, you know, we, we could. But. <laughs> but maybe not. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. That story's kind of dying out. I'm glad it got brought up. That's... <laughs> It was fun. Yeah, I misinterpreted what you were saying at first because the so two bird names. Mis- people, like, that that happened on like a Monday. Right. 
And so on Tuesday, I thought it was hilarious. So Monday was not the first day down in Padre? I think the first day might have been a Sunday or something. Okay. So the first day, I met with the therapist, Flamingo, and I woke up the next day and everyone blew my messages up. They said, you're so funny, haha. So I went along with it. So every day I talked to Flamingo and I took a selfie with him and we, I talked to him one-on-one and called him Flamingo. Oh, that's funny. He just kept it going the whole trip. Kept a little theme going. Yeah. That's, oh, that's funny. So, how much effort should an individual put into not offending others? Okay. Don't go out of your way to offend someone. Mm-hmm. Don't say, hey, that highlighter shirt looks dumb. That's wrong. Because then you're just a dick at that point. You're being a bully, man. Bullies aren't cool. But if you're offending someone because you're talking different or, you know, your belief, well, that's their problem. Right. Don't bully someone. Don't go out of your way to make fun of your shirt, but... Oh, I mean, what about what about like being in public? Like for example, tonight I was at the library and I took a phone call and I'm I'm a loud talker and I don't know like I I just talked really loud in the library. I was like and I had like probably a two minute conversation, oh, but I like I wasn't gonna like quiet down my tone of voice, just me personally. And this dude walks up to me and he just like stares at me for like thirty seconds and then I look over at him and he goes, "Hey man, like would you mind like uh, get if you're gonna be on the phone, would you mind like." Uh, leaving or something I'm like I'm like no I'm gonna hang up okay um but like my personal opinion I like I wasn't gonna talk in quieters no I don't I don't think that's an offending someone Mm -hmm. is it interrupting them maybe yeah good point so inconveniencing yes so at that point yeah I could see it being an issue I mean you're not criminal by any means but it's maybe something you shouldn't do right but it's not the end of the world yeah, you know, probably just rude, not a badass. You know, you, you, no one's perfect, so no big deal. It happens. It's I feel like it's slightly inconsiderate, but, like, more than anything, it's, like, I've just embraced it as, like, who I am, so I'm, like, fuck off. Like, I don't know, that's just how I'm going to be. It's over. You're going to lose sleep over it? Exactly. No exactly. big deal. Yeah, I got in a, not a fight with a guy at work, but there's there's this guy I work with. His name's Jeff. My name's Jeff. Well, every day when I come to work, <laughs> I wave at Jeff and I go, my name's Jeff. <laughs> and uh, one day he just, he yelled at me. He said, I'm tired of you talking shit to me every day. You lousy part-time piece of shit and blew up on me. And Wow. I, it, I was in awe. I'm like, are you serious right now? And walked away and I kept worrying. I'm like, I wasn't worrying. I'm like, why would he be so mad about that? My name's Yef. Like, I was being polite, saying hi to him, being goofy, just having fun at work. And um, I'm like, why am I even worrying about this? Did he understand the reference? I told him the reference, and he laughed, and he, ha-ha, yeah, someone told me about that once. And that's where he left it, and never said, stop calling me that. And I kind of was upset. I'm like, man, why was he so mad? Why? But then I said, why am I worrying right now? True. So, um, I just... I would take out, when I am not doing anything at work, I take out people's trash to be nice. I'm, I'm a part-time worker in a warehouse. Right. So, old Yef didn't like me, so I, I just stopped taking out the guy's trash. 
So there you get I just cut all contact off. That'll man. show him. Yeah, I, poor Yef. He's got to take his <laughs> trash out. No, I oh, agree with man. that mentality. Like if if because it's his choice that he chose to get mad. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't was, let that ruin you your know, day. I'm not coming over and hey, what, what's up, dipshit? You know, <laughs> it's a movie reference. Like that's that is absolutely hilarious. Yef was awesome and cool. You know, Yef wasn't a super villain, so frick off. Yeah. Yep was the good guy, if anything. So we're good. But fuck his trash. He's taking it on himself now. Yeah, but take out your cardboard boxes. I don't care yet. <laughs> yeah, because that's, uh, I feel like a lot of people are, like, extreme on, like, one end. Oh, to where they, they're, like, I, it just bothers me. My grandma's this way. And she just puts so much effort into not offending other people to where it actually, like, causes her, like, worry and distress throughout her day. Oh. Like, she, she's stressed out man. because of that. Exactly. Like, I think there needs to be some balance kind of achieved, you know? People take it too serious. You can't take life serious, you know? There's uh, so many... I heard this before. There's so many minutes in a day. Why are you going to let someone ruin so many of those minutes? Or something along those lines. True. It's too short. If it bothers you, let it... Bother you if you're a minute and get on with your life. Who cares? Exactly. You can choose if you want to be, like, upset about it or not. I oh, I didn't lose sleep over old Yef. I wasn't upset. He probably lost sleep over being called Yef. I don't know. True. Yeah, yeah, good point. He's probably, he's all pissed off at you, and then you're, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck uh, it. It's fine. It's all right. No worries. Yeah. No worries. Hang loose, bro. Hang yeah. loose. Yeah, I'm sorry if you get offended if you see this. Was, wait, is his real name Yef, or was that the reference of the movie? His name's Jeff. Oh, but you're saying in the movie is that what he? My, my name, my name, Yef. Oh, okay, I was, I always like heard Jeff. That's why Jeff, Yef, something like that. My name's Jeff. Yeah, he says it like that. And that's I'd always <laughs> say it. My name, Yef. Okay, okay. And he, dude, didn't like that. Sorry, Jeff. I guess, I guess he'll let it slide, right? Don't report me to HR over this. <laughs> he will never see this. He might. And you're famous. You should send it to him. You should send it directly to him. <sighs> I have this. I know. I never meant to offend him, so. So would you like to talk about Padre? Man. Pod rage. I will do it a third time. You know, I, uh, I never went on a, I don't know who to talk, do I talk to the camera or I talk to you? Uh, yeah, just pretty much what this is. Kind of both. Yeah, just like a, or more so just just like a conversation with me and then we just happen to be recorded. All throughout college, I never went on a spring break with the school. Okay. Got invited to Gulf Shores, Panama City, did all, got invited to all of them. Signed up for a few, canceled last minute. I just, listen, I don't know if it's for me. Right. Back when PCB was a thing. PCB, back when uh, Gulf Shores was raging cool. And and then uh, they said, want to go to Padre? And I said, no. So then the next year came around, they said, you want to go to Padre? And I said, well, this is my first senior year. I've had two senior years. And uh, So your first time going to Padre or like any spring break? Last was, year was, was my, my first ever spring break with the school. Good for you. I did my own thing. I went to Colorado with me and another buddy. And you went skiing, right? Skiing, yeah. Was that was that uh, the year we both were living together, right? Yeah. Skiing, I do remember you going. Skiing, yeah. snow, snowmobiling, yeah. So good for you. It it was awesome. It was it was my first like vacation as an adult. 
without my dad with me. This was my first spread my wings. When do I want to get up? When do I want to have lunch? What am I going to eat? Total freedom. Total freedom. You know, vacation, you know, he, my dad was never a stickler. I could do whatever I wanted with him. You know, but uh, this was this was my choice. This is what I wanted to do. Bad. So, my fourth year in college, my first senior year, I said, what the hell? Point, you know, I got to do this once in college. We'll see what South Padre is about. 200 bucks for a whole week. You know, it was like two hundred dollars. No shit, why? So there were nine of us. Yeah, we rented a six-person place. Brought my girlfriend, so we got the queen-size bed. The only, the only bed. They were bunk beds that were twin mattresses, but I, you know, I can't even sleep as in a twin mattress as an adult. Like it's impossible. Totally. So there's a queen-size, a twin mattress, a twin mattress. And a pull-out couch. And that sleeps six. We slept nine. So you're putting people all over the floor. There was a kid who slept upright in a chair. Damn. Every night. Oh, shout out Brandon, Shout out Brandon May on that one. That man. sucks. No, he, was a tr- he can sleep anywhere. You know, he, he comes and parties down here in Springfield once in a while, and he sleeps wherever he crashes. He's, he's a trooper. So, uh, I had somebody passed out drunk, piss on our floor last night. That's like, oh, God. Yeah, I was stretching this morning barefoot, and I stepped oh, in it. Oh, man. Stepped in a puddle of piss, soaked in my carpet, and I was like, wow, this is delightful. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, we, uh, that's why it was so cheap 200 bucks for a whole week, because we crammed people in here. It's not bad. And, uh, man, it was, there was no personal space the first year. Or the second year. There was no personal space at all. You know, we had people sleeping on the floor, in and out of every bedroom. And and uh, so the property manager wanted to keep control so that we didn't shove nine people in a six-person place. Yeah. So they put she put a wristband on every one of us. So we had... We had three people go hide across the street. They went to Whataburger for like 30 minutes and... Well, the landlord put bracelets on us. All right, good to go. That's funny. See you later, landlord. She left, and the other guys came back. We put all our stuff in there. We just needed a place to sleep. When you're in South Padre, you run around the place. You're having a good time. Exactly. You go to music festivals. You know, you're on the beach drinking with your buddies. It's, you know, you're never home. So that's, it worked out, and that's why it was cheap. Got away with it. And, uh... So then I said, all right, you know, I'm going to be a fifth-year senior. I'm doing this again. I had so much fun, man. It was cheap. I think I did the whole trip for 500 bucks. That was uh, room, gas, beer, food. All expenses. Everything. And the cool part about that was... It's a full week, or is it like five days? It was five nights. Okay. And the cool thing was, it was like January, I paid 200 250 for the room. Okay. And then the other two fifty came during the trip itself in March. Totally. So it's not five hundred up front. It's two fifty now, two fifty later. So you had some time in between to work up some extra side cash. Yep. It worked out good. It's you know, we'd we'd go out to eat one meal a day. You all pay for your own. My girlfriend paid for hers. She came with us, worked out, no problems. We saw the therapist, Doctor Flamingo. And um, you know, we do we do it pretty cheap. It's fun. 
It's that's the best way to do it. So I had to do it. You'll be able to appreciate whenever you're like spending a little bit more money later in life, you know. I had to do it a fifth year. I said this could this could be my last chance to do it. Sure. So uh, I had to prepare for this. I didn't want to get a sunburn on the beach. Uh-huh. So I went to the tanning salon and I said, "What kind of deals do you got, ma'am?" And she said, "Oh, we got this and we got that." She says, "Why are you tanning?" I said, "Well, I'm going to South Padre Island." She goes, oh, you know, I did that last year, but I'm too old to go now. How old was she? 21. And I said, oh, I was tw- I'm was i 23 when I told her that. I, the fresh 23. I said, oh, I'm a, I'm a fifth-year senior, and I'm going again. And she got, oh, oh, my God, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> you should have acted really offended. No, and what, like, why would you say that? What is this, oh, I'm too old thing? You know, like, uh, too many people like, all my buddies, you know, we're all fifth years and we're seniors. And, oh, I can't go to the frat party. I'm too old for that. What, what the hell do you mean, man? Like, no, I agree. They're setting up like... You're not 35. You're not 30. You're you're a college kid. We're all crazy, drunk idiots. Like, Who cares about age? Who really cares? You know, what what's the difference between 21 and 19? It's a superficial law or like rule that you created for yourself I'm inside your own mind. To go to Padre, it's ridiculous. <laughs> in my belief, and we had one kid. Okay, two kids came with us that weren't even in school anymore. They were done, and they were like, "Well, Padre was so much fun the first year. We're gonna go again." And it's no one on the beach questioned them. You know, they weren't some thirty-year-old exactly. Man Who cares? Walking, even if they were thirty, personally, I don't know where I'm gonna be and. Seven years. Mm-hmm. But I think my cutoff would be 30 to do a spring break with college kids. You know, you still blend in those years with the other kids. But. In my opinion, and this is a, uh, I'm not trying to bash you, but I feel like, I like I, I don't know, I have a different way of seeing it. Like, I don't really see, like, a cutoff. Like, the way, honestly, I, I if, like, if South Padre is something I would do, or I like to, like, go, like, do, I would just do it until I got bored of it. Or until it That's, wasn't fun. You're right. You know, but you might... When you know, there's everyone has different stages in their life. You know, um, there are kids that get married at 21. I know plenty of them in my major, and I they might have matured different, sure. quicker than I did. And you know what? What nothing's by the book. I might not get married till I'm 35. Might get married tomorrow. Don't think I am. <laughs> might not get married. I don't know. You know we're, wherever this crazy road takes me, but what is this true? You know, everyone's got a different stage. No, no one's by the book. You know, it's so true. So, when you're bored of it, you might have been bored last year. Might not go again. You might not be bored in 14 years. True. So, yeah, I feel like it's like the same concept. Like, like what's gonna kill you is gonna like make me thrive. You know? No, it's yeah, man. Who cares? Like I had a buddy from high school. I have two buddies from high school. Played high school soccer with both of these guys, and they're both uh, engaged now. And like, like I mean, we're all at uh, yeah, they're, we're all twenty two now. But like, me personally, like the the thought of me getting engaged at this point in my life sounds like the worst thing ever. But I'm happy for them because like they're like you know they're they're ready. Like obviously they're ready. They propose. They, so. I'm 23 right now. And mm-hmm. I was talking to my dad. He was 26 when he had me. Okay. And he was 24 when he got married. I think my mom was 22 when she got married. And Wait, I, how old was your dad again? My dad is 52 and I'm 23. So what was he? 
You said he, I, I forgot how old you said he was whenever he got married. You said your mom was 22 and then... 24, maybe? Okay. That's even that, like me personally, I couldn't even imagine myself getting married I, that I young. couldn't, within a year, myself get married. I don't see it. You know, it's... Everyone's different, though. True. You know, so, but I was... One of my buddies who I'm in school with, we were at uh, the piano bar downtown. This kid's all liquored up. He's and he's flashing off his wedding ring. And um, he's got this real baby face. And I'm like, man, you know, you, you really don't know someone with a baby face. They could be 32. They could be 17. Uh-huh. You don't know. Like, you know what I'm talking about. There are those people out there. Oh, absolutely. So I go, hey, uh, Bob, how old are you? And he goes, old as fuck. I'm like, okay, this dude's old. Old balls. How old are you? 22. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're not old. Like, he, he just thought he was so old to be there. And he was already married. But I don't, maybe he went through a stage quicker than I did. Obviously, obviously not puberty, but. Yeah, that is crazy. Another moral stage. I don't know. It's I guess just, age, it really is just a number. It's all relative. I I know. He's 22, married, thinks he's old as fuck at the piano bar. And 22 at the piano bar, I'm... <laughs> You can out the window with my buddy. He's getting hammered. I don't know. It's, right. That's fine, though. Everyone's different. He's happy. I'm happy. We're cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like, so, honestly, some of my friends at 18 are probably older than I'll be. Like, I don't know, but that, what, what defines being old? Being boring? I feel like I associate what, that. What's the rush to grow up? Yeah, I don't get that neither. Why? You know? You know, this kid's, he's 22. He might be 23 now. Are we are we defining like growing up and be, be getting old adult. and is like and be like being an adult? Are we just like are hey, we pretty much one hundred percent just settling down? Child. Yeah. Okay. What's the rush, man? Like this kid's twenty three and he's got a kid on the way, and you know, ever like like I said, everyone's different. Some people have their kids on purpose, or some don't plan them. And but he's twenty three with a planned kid, and he's happy. I can't see myself with that right now. There's no rush. When it happens, it'll happen. You know? True. Yeah, I feel like there's no need to create an expectation around age. Because you're right. Like, who knows Who knows what you'll want tomorrow? What do you mean? Who knows what I want tomorrow? Exactly. Who, who exactly. knows what I want in 10 minutes? You know? It's it's a trip. True. Regardless of how old, the road, man. Yeah. how old you are, what society expects of you. Just do you. Live it. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I couldn't even imagine myself, like, settling down at this age. Even when I'm settled down, though, I still don't want to be, like, settled down. No, I don't want to be that guy so, oh, I'll never settle down. When it happens, it happens. Exactly. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It could happen tomorrow, the next day, this and that. True. Could happen in 20 years. I'm open to a variety of possibilities, but I'm also not scared of commitment. Yeah. Like, I, like once it happens, it happens. Yeah. It's can't take it serious, man. True. And I've, if there's anything I've learned, it's that there are benefits to being single and there are benefits to being in a relationship. So, right now I'm single. Might as well focus on the benefits of that, right? Yeah. No, I've been in a relationship with my girlfriend for about three years now. And, you know, it's we, we kind of got the same head on our shoulders. It's same kind of thoughts you know it's totally it's we're not sitting here like we need to be married tomorrow this we might not get married we might you know it's open to any possibility yeah 
so she's like if she's like if we were to have kids there's no rush at all it's like yeah why why do you have to get married have a kid tomorrow it's you know if you were to get married to someone go explore the world exactly drive a cool car for a few years I don't know whatever gets you going you know but for some people kid gets them going you know so yeah to each their own that's it it always annoys me whenever uh, I guess both genders but like this would be a huge turn off if I met like a girl like this if uh whenever somebody has their whole life planned out you know what I mean like if you ever met somebody I was I, I was sitting uh, I was out at Applebee's getting drinks with some friends the other night and uh, one of these girls was sitting down, and she goes, all right, I'm going to marry a guy, and we're going to have four kids. Yeah. We're going to do this. I'm going to be a soccer mom. And I was like, why? Why are you planning? Why are you, like, planning all these? No. You're only setting yourself up to get disappointed what, by what a guy planning? who doesn't want that. Oh, one day I'm going to drive a red car. That's a little different, you know, but when you're playing these big, huge what if your kid doesn't want to play soccer? Are you yeah. going to be devastated whenever that happens and force your kid to do something against their will and then they end up resenting you forever? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just live life, man. There's, If you're happy, you know, some people, they need that million-dollar sports car to be happy. Some people, they just need that Honda Civic with 300,000 miles to get to work and be happy, you know? It's true. Let everyone be happy. Who cares? So this is kind of a hard question to come up like an answer for on the spot. What makes you like most happy in life? That like regardless of how much money, how much success, regardless of how much money you attain, has to do with it. Mm-hmm. But not you know if I have, <laughs> what I'll, I'll just tell you. I have a plan when I'm out of school. Not this. I'm gonna drive the this car. I'm gonna be a soccer dad. I'm gonna you know when when I out of school. Everyone's like, what's your, what's your first big boy purchase? I said, well, hopefully I can drive my car for about another year. I almost got 300,000 miles on it right now. Ooh. I know. But they call me Mitch Anik, the mechanic. I do all my own work on it, <laughs> so it saves me a lot of money. And I just push this thing to the limit, man. It's it's a good car. And, and uh, they're like, you're not going to buy a brand new one? I'm like, why would I go buy a brand new one? I got my eye on a brand new 2007 Chevy Duramax and everyone's like 2007 that's 10 years old you know that'd make me happy true if, if if I have a truck and I don't have to worry about any financial problems and I have a house to live in and I don't need six bedrooms you know 500,000 square foot you know walkout basement I just want a house that's not in a trailer park or nothing. You know what? Nothing wrong with a trailer park, guys. It's just not for me. Right, right. But uh, I don't need flashy. I need security. I don't want to be, am I going to make this bill? Just be happy, man. Exactly. And be happy with what you have. Yeah. They're, you know, ever, the what, the big thing when I, the kids in my major, oh, when, when I get this job, I'm going to go buy that brand new truck. Well, I know a kid that did that, and... He bought a sixty thousand dollar truck. Oh my goodness! He and we're like, oh, how are you enjoying this? And he goes, well, it's nice. It's leather, everything. It XM Wi-Fi, awesome looking. You know, but the only thing I can do is pay for my apartment, pay for my truck, and that's it. It's like, what's the fun in that? Yeah, you can't go to Nashville for the weekend. You enslaved yourself. Yeah, like, wouldn't you rather just have? 
People are too materialistic, and I'm not materialistic at all, man. It's, you know, because I don't worry about what people think of me. Mm-hmm. If I'm happy, I'm happy. I don't, I don't lose sleep over if you're upset with me. Exactly. Because I don't drive the 2018 Duramax. I drive the 2007. So, that is, so that along my lines, that's, uh, I just, to make me happy, it's just be financially fine. Don't need to be balling out, throwing money, just fine. Just like that financial freedom kind of. I like can no eat, debt. You know, maybe do a vacation once a year. You're gonna be, once you get a loan, you're going to be dead for life. Right. You know, I, I don't know many people 100% debt free. Someone's got debt, so. But I don't want to be sucked into it. Huge amounts of money. I'd like to own a title to my house and my car one day, but I'll always be in debt. Right. Everyone will. How so? You got a cell phone? You got to make that payment. True. I mean, someone's asking for money somewhere. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be able to have... And not a lot of people finish paying for their house. You know, how home loans are, what, 15 years? It's a long time, but... It is a while. Yeah. You know, you live in that house for 10 years and say, huh, I want this bigger house. Well, now you got another loan. Some people are different. They can buy that house up front, but I don't know a lot of people like that. True, true. Yeah. Oh. So who do you think wins in a fight? 100 angry roosters or one elephant? Oh boy! Ooh, how much an elephant weigh? One ton? Oh, good, two tons. Good question. Ah, uh, it's something about a ton. I know that. So it is. It's at least a ton. At least, might be two tons. Wow, that'd be crazy. Four thousand pounds. How much? I guess that. Uh, holy shit! <laughs> Wow, this blew my mind. An Asian elephant is 12,000 pounds. An African bush elephant is 13,000 pounds. An African forest elephant is 6,000 pounds. I didn't know there were three species of elephant. Yeah, I didn't. I, I knew there was an Asian and an African. I uh, guess there, there are two different African. Wow. So there's a bush one and a what? Uh, a bush, an African bush elephant and an African forest elephant. Which the forest ones are like half the size. Let's go with those because I I don't even think it's a so question. How much, how much is the the six thousand? Let's say that one because that's the smallest. And a thousand angry roosters. No, one hundred. One hundred angry. Keep in mind how like fucking mean roosters well, can get. And let's also keep in mind you're what hundred fifty, hundred eighty pounds. What uh, one ninety? One ninety. 150, 180, that's a big difference. 190. <laughs> Do you want to fuck with an angry rooster? How many? One. Uh, I wouldn't want to mess with I wouldn't die. Right. But I don't want to mess with one. A hundred of them? But think about how thick the skin is, too. So, like, any pecs would be... Uh, I mean, I guess you would still feel it Man. to some extent, but... It, it wouldn't hurt nearly as bad, but I, do you think they could still puncture? Power they, in numbers. True. That's a lot of pecking. 
Plus, a, lot, a lot of peckers right there. They have something on uh, the back of their uh, feet. That Chickens like, have talons. What are they, talons? Yeah, that's what Napoleon Dynamite said. What's uh, you're, you're talking about like the, the claw type thing. It's just Big bone. old claw right here. I didn't know this until the other day. Talon, they call it. Talon. Yeah. Okay, holy that's shit. What, that's why cockfighting's big, because they get them talons, real big talons. And, and they each stab other. each other? Kill each other. Wow. And they fight till death. That would be my biggest Not concern. Not that I've seen it. I've heard about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... It's a big thing. That would be my biggest concern, not being it. If I had a baseball bat against, like, I think I would take on, like, five roosters with a baseball bat. So that whenever they yeah. fly up and they're trying to, like, stab me with their, their I talent. I don't five would kill you. I, I, I wouldn't want to do it. Wouldn't be fun. Wouldn't be on my Sunday agenda, though. True. But I, when you get a hundred of them, I don't care how big that elephant is, it's one elephant. You know? He could probably, dude. Even even if he trampled fifty, that'd be a lot of killing. And like he, one talent to the elephant's eye. True. Now the elephant's blind. True. So how strategic are these things? <laughs> are they the <laughs> smart roosters, or are they just angry? Uh let's say angry and irrational. Oh, you didn't have that one. <laughs> no, I. I, I, I got a good or bad. I got one. my money on the roosters. There's a hundred of them. That's a good. Yeah, that's a fill this room right here. I guess let's make the the elephant angry as well. So they're both just everybody's pissed off. <laughs> oh, if I got a rooster attacking me, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah, good point. So, good point. I'd be fighting for my life. You know, and, and if, they could fly up on top of them and just the get rooster, in the back and start pecking him. If the rooster was happy, the elephant would never fight them. True. So. You need yeah. that. You need that angry rooster to start the mix. Do you think any angry roosters would turn on each other? Because they're all just so angry. Yeah. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Casualties, right? Yeah, I think I would agree with you. Yeah. I, I think they would take that down, especially the six. There would be some friendly fire with a hundred of them, man. That's a good question, man. That, that's <laughs> a thinker. <laughs> I love the. I love those. Uh, I don't know why this triggered this thought, but like I always thought a really badass animal would be a squirrel if it was like a fifty pound squirrel and it could like climb trees just as quickly. Oh my god, that'd be terrifying. Dude, that'd be scary. God, no, that, they call those pumas, you know? Yeah, really, really. So, god, <laughs> I used to have a pet squirrel. No shit, it was the frat house, right? And this squirrel lived in the fraternity house. His name was Nigel, and. uh so the story was, I come home one day, and my buddy Mikey, his family was in town, and his dad's like, look, this squirrel followed us inside, and everyone's afraid to touch it, so I pick him up, and I'm just automatically, I say, I'm, I'm going to keep him. And every, they were, everyone was scared of this at first. They thought I had rabies, but I was too dumb to think about that. I just took him. It was a little baby. It wasn't a big squirrel. Okay. You know, I was, I was afraid he was going to die, you know? So I took him to the pet store. And on the way to the pet store, he just he sat on my shoulder, and then he ran around the roof of my car. And no way. So I go to the pet store, and I put him back on my shoulder. No leash, <laughs> nothing. I walk into the pet store, and he's just on my shoulder the whole time. People are standing behind aisles pointing at me. <laughs> this guy's got a squirrel right here. <laughs> and, I, and I notice it all. It's hilarious. And this girl runs up to me and she's like, oh my God, is, is that a pet squirrel? 
Yeah, it's a pet squirrel. You're pulling. You're pulling. She, she's like, oh my god, my mom fosters baby squirrels. What are the odds of the this? The odds. She said, <laughs> what? if you can ever not take care of them anymore, contact me and I'll take them off your hands. I'm like, bitch, you're not getting my squirrel. He's mine. He's my little buddy. So I bought him a cage. She sounds like a car. The only time he was in the cage was when we went to sleep. I didn't want him chewing up shit when I was sleeping. Understandable. He has a little water bottle in there. I gave him a little teddy bear. Put a blanket in there, and he made his own little nest. And I, uh, everyone's like, what do you feed a squirrel? It's a gerbil food. He's just a rodent, you know? What, what's I thought you were about to say Germax. I was like, no! Uh, no. No. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I've, I've had a cat my whole life. Okay. So to feed a cat, you give it a bunch of cat food, and it eats when it's hungry. This squirrel is like a dog. It eats till it pops. Eight, I just open the bag of gerbil foods and go at it, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just... It's all yours. What do you mean until it pops? It didn't die. It just... But it was like out. I'm getting at it. It overate. So, I guess in, in the wild, these squirrels work to get their food, and they slowly grow oh. with their nutrition. Well, this squirrel had all the nutrition it oh. So, it, in two weeks, it went from my little baby squirrel to this, this monster <laughs> with claws. And... And this cute little thing that used to run on my leg is now like clawing at me. He wasn't trying to hurt me. He's just doing what he did, but now he's a mature adult squirrel with killing machine claws. And it it wasn't working out. You know, he was hurting everyone. What started as a cute little animal is now the killing machine. It wasn't, he's just, he was scratching people, and he never bit, all he wanted to do was cuddle up next, like right here is a spot, just a little ball right here, but he'd scratch you on the way to doing it, so enough was enough, he just, it was hurting, you know, when we got him, he could wear jeans outside, and when we got rid of him, it was like short season, so he'd, oh. yeah, climb up your leg without jeans, you were wearing shorts now, oh, it sucks. So I'm like, oh, what are the odds that girl in the pet store? And I call her up, and I was like, hey, you want to take this squirrel off my hands? She came and got him, and at first I'm like, yes, she's finally here. And then when he's sitting in her car, he's kind of sitting in his little squirrely cage, and he's tapping on the glass, and I'm like, oh, man, I want to see you, buddy. I'm sorry, and that was it. He was gone. Ah. But she kind of sent me Snapchats and kept me up with him. And he would run outside with all the other squirrels. Do his little squirrely How many squirrels were at this place? (laughs) Well, they would release them after a while. Okay. And then, I mean, this is a wild animal. This isn't a dog or cat. So after, like, a couple days of being in the wild, it doesn't turn to a pet anymore. This is its own living, breathing thing. And she said, you know, if you get this squirrel in September and they go into hibernation like November, December, and then once December hits, you don't see them again. Like their clock readjusts, they're an animal again. Right. So I gave it to her in like, I don't know, like May. 
and I was getting Snapchats all the way till November. She said to go outside, run around the tree and everything with all the other squirrels, and then it would come inside. No other squirrel would come inside, but that one. Wow, so you made him like comfortable with being inside, probably. Yeah, and then once the hibernation and all that kicks in, he's he's with his family, he's in the wild, but that's where he should be, man. You know, no one totally. should take an animal out of the wild and put him in a little cute cage and give him a water bottle to drink out of and... You know, yeah, I used to do the same with like turtles and stuff. That's funny. Yeah, this turtle moved a lot quicker. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, when he he, the one thing you know, had to vacuum my room every day, and everyone's like, oh, he poop everywhere, and he 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 would poop. But I mean, it's like you got who? Why would people have pet rabbits? No one knows where a pet rabbit's gonna poop. Yeah. It's in his cage. Dude, rabbits are fucking gross. Yeah, and it was kind of like a rabbit. Got a little gross for two weeks. I had to clean my room every day because he dragged his gerbil food all around the place. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, gerbil food all on my carpet, and he was just sit in the corner and look at me eating it, and I'm vacuuming it up. But I don't regret having him, but it, he was meant to be in the wild. Right. I'll miss him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pet squirrel. Pet squirrel, Nigel. You know how to catch a squirrel, actually. Like, if you ever want to catch one again, is uh, I don't know. so you, you basically like get like a milk jug and put it like halfway in the ground so it's like like sturdy, uh, and then fill it up so it's like like sturdy. Put some food in there. I don't know what kind of food, but like squirrel food, gerbil food, gerbil food. There you go. Yeah. And they'll they'll climb up there. They'll get in. They can't get out. They can't get out. Uh, we'll see. I didn't capture the squirrel. Okay. He came to us. You know, he came to my buddy's family. They were afraid of him, and I I picked him up. So he was yours because you were the only one comfortable with him? I was the first one comfortable with him. Okay. And then once everyone saw, oh, wait, he's not biting Mitch. And I, oh, my God. I'd come home from class, and there'd be a line of people outside my door. The <laughs> like, I wanted, are you the guy who owns a squirrel? And I'm like, oh, my God. So you're just meeting random people all the time? I met so many people that week. No way. I was, everyone was on, I was on MSU's Snapchat stories. Oh, my God, this, this guy's got a pet squirrel. Blah, blah, blah. And That's funny. Yeah, it was fun. That's really funny. Never, I never told my dad while I had the squirrel. I kept it a secret. Well, how long did you have it again? I only had two weeks. Okay. But it was, like, towards the end of the semester. So I'm like, oh, do I bring him, like, back home? Do I have to get a big cage for him? Oh, I don't know. Is, is my cat going to get along with the squirrel? Using this thing to pull. Yeah, but I, uh, I ate so many women came to my room and made a squirrel. And That's funny. He loved long hair, but I got rid of him. Nature shook its scores. He's Hopefully still alive. I don't know how long squirrels live. Yeah, I don't know how long they live either. Oh, he's fine. I bet. Are you are you curious enough to Google it? Squirrel life expectancy. Let's see. When we got him, he was only a few weeks old. Is what the squirrel expert lady told us. So we'll say he was. He would be sophomore, junior, senior. He'd be four right now. A chipmunk lives six to ten years. Wow. Uh, an alpine marmot? I'm assuming that's a squirrel, because that's the only other thing that came up. But it, it was 15 to 18 years. Nigel, if you're watching this, I miss you, bud. No. He's still here. alive. Yep. 
Yeah, I would totally. If, if they were, like, more calm, that would be a really cool pet to have. And probably without claws. When he was a baby, he was more calm. But when he got huge, he was just bonkers, man. That thing ran around like crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, squirrels are quick. What do we got, Jordan? <laughs> oh, describe the greatest adventure of your life. Oh, man. It's a, it's a tough one, man. It's you know, a big question. Every, okay, I have it. I have it. Everything has its new adventure, you know, and you, one isn't better than the other. You know, like I said, all my spring breaks, you know, not saying Padre was better than going to Colorado with just my two buddies. You know, it's everything's different. Yeah. But um, the best time in my life I ever had, most fun. I don't want to even say, it was it was pretty crazy, but it wasn't insane or nothing. No. I was 17 years old. And no big deal now, but when you're 17, this was we were on top of the world. It was me and all my some kids I went to elementary school with. We all stayed friends, and our families became friends, and it was just this big group of friends. Right. We all went to uh, Can- Can- south of Cancun, Riviera Maya, and we're all 17, all of us, because we all went to elementary school together. And uh, what's the legal uh, drinking age? Is it 18? 18. Okay. So we all get there like, oh, you know, my dad can get me a beer, this and that. So we get to the front desk and we're all checking in and they go up to my dad and say, hey, Mr. Anik, who's staying with you? You know, it has on here. You have one other person. And my dad, he, he's like five foot four and I'm six, one, six, two. Um, and. He goes, oh, my son's staying with me. And he points up to me. And they look at me and they look at him and they go, okay, this guy must be old enough. So I put an 18-year-old bracelet on me. And I'm like, oh, my God. I turn around and all my other buddies got 18-year-old bracelets. That's what's so up. So when we were 17 in Mexico, it felt like we were 21 in the United States. That's awesome. For a one-week pass of freedom. And, you know, if we were 18 in Mexico... It would have been cool, but we were 17, so it was, yeah. it was like a double whammy. We were, like, breaking the law in the States and breaking the law in Mexico. And, um, you know, I don't, like, none of us did, like, anything, like, crazy puking our guts out drunk. Like, we, believe it or not, we are all responsible. I think we were scared, if anything. Oh, get good point. Too drunk. But. That's a good point. It, that was the most fun I've ever had in my life because it was so new to us. Well, the, the expectation to would go just be insane. To, we went, walked up to a bar, and I'll take. A and you beer. weren't expecting to be able to do this, no. And then we'd walk up to a bar. I'll take a beer. Here you go, no questions. And we're seventeen. That's cool. And it wasn't one of us. <coughs> it was it's all of us, all the homies, all of in the Mexico, homies in Mexico, underage. Yeah, and because like like being able to drink legally probably wasn't even a thought. I mean, it was 4 years until you were actually legal. Yeah, and That's you know, crazy. we were all going down there like I said, we're like, okay, well, my dad will get me a beer and I had a plan. Uh, you know, remember those Livestrong bracelets everyone had? Yeah, totally. Well, when I was in elementary school, the cool thing was to get every color. You'd have 50 on your arm at once. 
Oh yeah, I remember so, the days. And then you start working up the other arm once you get uh, yeah. The other. <laughs> so, uh, well, one of my buddies who collected him, I called him up and I was like, "Hey, you still got like yours?" And he goes, "I got all of them, but I don't know where they're at." I'm like, well, "Go find them." I'm gonna take like ten different colors to Mexico, um, and whatever wristband is eighteen, I'm gonna put that on. So I had all these fake wristbands. Oh shit! Preparing for it, and I didn't even need it. That's funny. And I know it. Yeah, that that was, you know, it, it wasn't the craziest because now I've done crazier things, but that was the happiest I ever been. I think because everyone was in a happy mood. There's we were on vacation. Totally. We we're doing something we've never done. Our all our parents were hundred percent fine with it, you know. And then we we went downtown one night and we didn't go to a club or nothing. We went to a restaurant and we walked and went to the little gift shops. Well, we went to, like, a Walgreens downtown in Riviera Mile, uh-huh. and we bought a case of beer, and they didn't ID us or anything, and we thought it was just the coolest thing ever. That's but awesome. Now that we're older, it, it, it's just, it, the flame's gone, you know? No, no, but that the, the flame, memory's still there. The flame was just so sparked and big when we were kids, and that was the craziest compared to where I was in life. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, especially in a foreign country. Oh, man. we seems like every country is more relaxed on alcoholics than the U.S. We still talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and some of my buddies, some had older siblings come. There were, like, two older siblings and two younger siblings that came. Okay. Well, it was no big deal. We didn't hang out with either of them. We hung out with the younger siblings more than anything. The older ones did their thing. Okay. But, uh, God, what was his name? Um... But anyways, my buddy Matt, his little brother, he was 14 at the time. Okay. And we went to this water park called Shellha, and it's like a natural water park. Like, they got a lazy river, but it's not a lazy river. It's an actual river. And uh, they got a zip line. That's even cooler. It's a natural water park. And it's like, oh, diving board. No, it's not a diving board. You jump off a 20-foot cliff. Zip line and you let go in the ocean. It's it's really cool. It's That's sick. Season. Well, the, the thing is, it's eighty dollars ticket, U.S. dollars, and well, guess what? It's all you can eat, all you can drink too. So we're like, all you can drink? Hell yeah! So Matt's little brother was fourteen, and I will never forget this. No way. He walks up to the bar and goes, "I'll take a beer," and the bartender goes, "How old are you?" And he's like, "Uh." 14 he goes fuck you and walks away so matt reaches over the bar or his little brother reaches over the bar grabs a cup pours himself a draft beer and walked away 14 years old old, and we we thought it was hilarious that's crazy the bartender goes fuck you and he's like okay and does it himself that's so savage oh god that's such a good response to I, fuck you. 14 or 15, maybe. He was, Regardless. He that's was like some, a freshman in high school. Dude, even if like one of you guys did that, that'd be some savage right? shit. But like the younger brother. So, and then another day, we're at the resort, and this kid kept drinking. He was a freshman in high school. So it wasn't like he was like, okay, you're feeding like a elementary school kid alcohol. Right. The kid was a freshman. And he was feeding himself. Like, he grabbed a cup of beer and drank it. Like, poured himself a cup of beer and then drank his self-poured cup. Yeah. So one day at the resort, he's hammered. And they got karaoke going on. 
and we're all doing songs. We're laughing. Ha! Uh, we're doing that Eminem song. Uh, losing the moment, you know it. You know what I'm talking about. Lose yeah, yourself. Lose yourself. And so then it's okay. Matt's little brother wants to go. What are you gonna sing? Oh, because I got high by Afro Man. Classic. He sang every word in there. My grandma's there. His parents are there. <laughs> and he gets that part. He goes. I was gonna eat your pussy too. No, I got mine. The whole oh, on a microphone in front of the whole resort. And oh. He was a freshman in high school, and we—it was the funniest thing in the world. He's probably. I was gonna eat your pussy too. <laughs> no, it, when it got the pussy, I was gonna eat your pussy too. And he oh, the emphasis. emphasized that. Word. Oh. oh God! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we were. This dude sounds like a savage. He sounds like an absolute savage. God. Okay, so his last... Uh, he's, he, he sounds wilder than I've ever been. He's the funniest <laughs> guy ever. So, like, we're all 17. Like, what's our thing? We're going to go hook up with girls on this vacation. That was our plan. That Matt's little brother had this plan, too. But Matt Matt's mom said that his little brother, he didn't... A girl was a girl to him. He didn't care about age, weight, color. He a human's a human, and fair enough. All week he was hanging out with these like those are simple rules to play by. Thirty year old women from Canada, and kept flirting with them. <laughs> obviously, the women wanted nothing to do with them, but they thought he was just a cute boy. Ha ha! You're so funny and. All week, this little kid's like, "Why don't they like me?" It's like, "Cause you're a kid, and they're not gonna be pedophiles." Like, but how old are they? They were like thirty or something. Like, Damn, all so like week, literally double this, this like fourteen or fifteen year old is like trying to like talk to these girls, and they he just couldn't put in his head why that persistence, that resilience. Was, yeah, it's just he's a funny little guy, but. I mean, everything he does is funny, and only those kind of things happen to him. And I, I, this is—I don't want to laugh at this because he's 100% okay right now. But like a year or two after that, he was in a car accident. Wow! And it was not a bad one. Okay. It, I mean, it—he went to the hospital. I mean, he's fine, 100% fine right now. And you don't know his name, so it's not going to affect him. It's just. Matt's little brother. Something about like he was he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, so when he like the cars hit each other, he jumped a little bit and his jeans tore apart of him. He tore his urethra off. What? What the fuck? What? Yeah. That's could you imagine the, Was that like the the one thing he like really fucked up? That was it. What because his jeans, like that crotch part, because, you know, the girls don't understand. The guys, your, your pee-pee is on one side or the other, your pan leg. Well, the jean just said... Just ripped off the bottom? Ripped. Like the V, right where your jeans meet, just went... Holy urethra, shit. bye-bye. Imagine. I can't think of anything I'd rather, like... He, he pretty much got a... Uh, I'd rather... Like, I'd have birth ten times before I'd rip a urethra off. I think I would agree with urethra that. Urethra's your pee-pee, right? Like they, like your dick hole, basically. I think, I, like I think he ripped off his whole dick, yeah. His entire penis. Works. I don't know the whole thing, but he ripped his urethra off. Oh, my God. How does he piss? 
It works. I mean, when I mean it works, I mean it. It works. Right, right. So, I mean, he's fine now. So, I guess they just got it, like, surgically added. Oh, back yeah. On he, he, he went into surgery. I don't know if it was ripped off, if it just tore. If it, okay, I was thinking, is, like, permanently. I was thinking, like, long term. I don't know. That makes sense. That it, sucks, he could have been holding it. He could have just cut it in half, and the other half was still on. I don't know. Wow. But his urethra was sliced. I would cry. I would cry. I would definitely cry. No shame. Oh, I would no. cry. That's. I would rather have ten kids than rip your urethra off. That sounds Ooh. a little miserable. Fuck that. I can already see that. Like, when you post your videos here, uh-huh. you have your little title here. His urethra did what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is funny. It, yeah, it's floating right here. <laughs> Thumbnail. Comment below. Comment what you think below. Oh, God. Has your urethra ever ripped off? <laughs> if so, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Who can relate? I got some super glue. <laughs> Shit. I could stitch back on. What drives you to do better at something? Oh man. Um. My mom and my dad. Um. So when I was 17 years old, mm-hmm. my mother passed away. Right. She wanted nothing but for me to succeed and do better for myself. And, um, anytime I'm like doing poor in school, I kind of think about that. So I thought you said porn for a second. Sorry to cut off that. Mom wouldn't want me to do porn. (laughs) I was like, wow. Poor, poor, porn porn in school too. No, poor in like (laughs) bad grades. Right. I I think I'm like, okay, my mom would be pissed around. I do better. Um, another thing that my parents drive me, my dad came to this country at 11 years old. And he, without a single dollar, you know, his wow. family worked for everything. He didn't know English at all, nothing. So he, he, uh, he didn't go to college. He went to trade school, got a trade. He's a machinist now. Right. And, uh, where did he come here from? Croatia. No shit, really? Wow. So, um, he's never been back. 11 years old, he came here. Hasn't been back since. He said, when I graduate, maybe a year or two later, we're going to save up money and we're going to go for a whole month. And he's just, Croatia. That's going to be a really touchy thing for him, man. He, has, that's, he grew up there, and then all of a sudden... That is insane. He said there was one... Like, the day he left, he was, like, playing soccer with his buddies or something like that. Uh-huh. And his parents said, come on, we're leaving. He said, okay, I'll see you, like, see you later. And he was like... Never going to say. He's like, like, I'll just, I'll just go see them tomorrow. And uh-huh. Didn't realize the severity. No, he's, you're moving across the planet. Like right. They, so they just didn't tell him, or they? I, he was he was 11 years old. Just he, naive. I, he understood. Totally. So, I mean, when you're 11, I mean, you know the globe and everything. But I mean, he was at the time Croatia was wasn't a third world country. No, no technology, nothing. But I mean, his house didn't have electric, didn't have running water. It, so it was maybe on like the poorer end of like Europe. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And uh, so he just, he didn't know where America was. He knew what it was. He knew it was better. He, he just, a better opportunity, not better. Uh-huh. Um, so he just thought, okay, see you next week. And That's crazy. He left friends. Not even like, okay, bye, I'll miss you forever. Just see you. And 
Is he, he keep like, in touch with any of these people now? Or? There was no Facebook then. There yeah, but he, I guess like I didn't know if like since Facebook's been out, we keep in touch with family. Okay, that's still there. But I mean, I don't know. A lot of his buddies, not the ones he's playing soccer with and this and that the day he left, but uh-huh. he does have some friends that are here now. That I mean, a lot of friends and family moved to St. Louis from Croatia. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. So. But, uh, so him, where he came from, you know, if I'm doing bad or I'm making a poor decision, not going out instead of studying, I'm like, man, you know, my dad had nothing, and he's very successful now, and he gives me every opportunity. He helps me out a million times, and uh, I'm throwing it away, and that, I I haven't thrown it away, but I'm... You know what I mean? Why would I throw it away? Exactly. Yeah, so it's a very motivating uh, factor, I'd imagine. I, I do it for my family. So, I I graduate here in a month. Ooh. I know. I know it's getting really close to the end of May the May 18th. By the time so. this comes out, you'll already be graduating. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I'll be the first Anik with, Anik's my last name, first Anik with College diploma. Good for you. Uh, no, Good for you. That's another big thing that drives me for school. Uh-huh. I don't know. My hard work, like, I physically, I can bust out work physically without a problem. I've been doing construction since I was 18. When I was 16, I did landscaping. 16, 17, landscaping. 18 and out construction. And a lot of labor jobs. I, no problem. But the second you put a book in front of me, oh, God. I hate it. True. But... Um, it's so, it's, uh... Maybe you haven't found the right book, though. I found a better book. I started off as finance, and then I went to construction management. And, and then I enjoy it more? I can do it more. Yeah, I enjoy it more. Do I enjoy it? I don't know. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. But it's still book work. And, I don't know. True. I just, I like to fix things. Do you like the hands-on approach? Hands. That's what this gesture was. This is hands-on. <laughs> so yeah. So you're just uh, finagling there. Yeah. No, that's that's my hands-on. So I thought construction management was. I guess technically it is white-collared, but it is the most blue-collared, white-collared thing. Yeah, that makes sense. No, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Because you need a lot of blue-collared experience to do it. And I don't have a lot of experience at twenty. Plus, they do it effectively. I could, I could imagine if you were like somebody who like only worked white collar, and then you like bought somebody out, and you became like the manager or something. There'd yep. be so much detachment from that actual labor. I, you know, I've only done eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. I've done five summers or four because twenty-two. I was in in the office at a company. Four summers of experience, which equals about one year. Each summer is three months. So I don't really have one year blue-collar experiment and experience in construction, which really isn't that much. Yeah. You know, so, but it gives me an edge because I know a lot of kids in my field, my degree in my field, never touched a hammer. You know, we've wow. Yeah, and it's. Uh, they might know more legal documents than me. They might. I would argue that that isn't going to get them as far. I feel like because you're going to be a lot more well-rounded. I don't know, man. I'd love to say common sense gets you farther, this and that, but I know so many people land awesome jobs, make great money, 
they can't tie their shoes or something simple. True. They just lose all common sense. Can't, can't change a tire on their car. Change True. their spare tire out. And that's, you know, and that's just how the world's going. That's, I'm not a fan of it, but. Like being it, people aren't as handy, you're saying? Yeah. No, it's, uh, can you change your tire in your car? It's funny you say that because I had a podcast guest on, I think it was last Saturday. And he literally taught me, like, after the podcast. Oh, man. Jordan. Swear to God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he taught me, like, just then. God. All right. Well. Yeah, it's not a difficult thing at all. Not at all. That Everything that I do in my car, uh-huh. I've, I have not. I've been to a mechanic for changing the actual tire. Not, like, taking the wheel off, putting another wheel on. Right. Taking the tire off the wheel. Take my car to mechanic for that. And I took my car to to my uncle, who's a mechanic, to pass me on an ex- inspection. Other oh. than that, he didn't pass me the first time. I, he goes, oh, your catalytic converters are bad, your ball joints, your water pump, this and And I, I did it all. And people are like, that's crazy. And it's, if you were to look at it, it's really not that difficult, but no one wants to learn it anymore. That is interesting. It's so simple. I'm, yeah, I... And- that's something I've kind of realized lately is I'm like, I need to know a little bit more about cars than I do. Oh. For sure. Because I'm the same way. Like, I, I have a lot of interest in life, but cars have just never really interested me, like, as much as, like, other things. I've, I've rebuilt motors. I've worked on every part of a car almost. It's See, I admire that. Like, like that's definitely an applicable skill. You know what? I've never had the best grades. I'm going to gra- graduate college with a 2.5 GPA. I'll probably be somewhere around the same. All he needs is a 2.0, so I'm above and beyond. Oh, yeah. I know. And, uh... Fuck GPA, who cares? Yes and no. But I know a lot of kids that get the job over me, and they got the 3.5s, 4.0s. Oh, you got a 2.5, why were we hiring you? And it's like... Yeah, he, he got everything right in the book, but, like... I know we didn't go to school to rebuild motors, but, like, um, I'm smarter in other things than a book. You know, it's, I don't know. It's just, I don't like how the world is going that way, though. It's, hey, this piece of paper says you're smart. No, that doesn't. It makes it really exclusive to who can get the job and who can That can't. person might have put more time into studying that material doesn't mean they're a smarter individual. Exactly. You know, Different types and of And it's never that too. I didn't want to study material. It's just difficult for me because I'd rather be doing something else. You know, I, I try to have self-control. And I did study because I'm graduating. I passed. Uh-huh. took me five years. But, I don't know, just some people are meant to go blue-collared. Some people are meant to go white-collared. But right now, every little boy and girl is special. And needs to go to college, and I don't think that's right. I agree. Higher education is power. Knowledge is power. Everyone needs a higher education, but is college the answer? Not necessarily. Trade school? Yeah, that's another option. Join the union? Military? Military? The union even has. Uh, Beauty school. A lot of girls Beauty go Beauty school. Yeah, so. Edu- knowledge is power, so everyone should get in higher education. Mm-hmm. Especially with the internet now, like I don't know, people are kind of getting more informed as well. Oh my! All my stuff on my cars, um, YouTube. 
True. Yeah, it's nothing. That's that's pretty dope. Like anything you really want to learn. You know, I notice. What's is, that? Uh, as I start doing more things, uh-huh. I use YouTube less, even on things I've never done. It's just my brain is starting to understand how it's working, how it comes apart, how it goes. Oh. So, like, YouTube is now a crutch where it used to be my whole wheelchair and get me there. Uh-huh. Now I'm just, like, kind of, if I need it, I grab it. You can figure it out on your own. If, it, it's, it's a resource that's there. Yeah. But at first, it was laptop underneath the car. Uh-huh. Click, 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 click. Now it's, I'm under the yeah, car. That's funny. Now if I can't figure out where that last bolt is. Then I go on YouTube and do it. Oh, okay, okay. So you like solving problems. Yep. So that's a that's a type of intelligence on its own, honestly. I know, but how do you how do you put that on uh how do you put that on a resume? I mean, how do you prove it? You know make a point to sell yourself on that. I think that's kind of the interview process. True, true. So, they say like apparently like they employers make their decision within the first few seconds of it like like, that's fucking ridiculous. That's, that's how you present yourself. It's your manifest. Right. So. I guess, like, your nonverbal community, like, if you have your stuff together, if you look like you know what you're doing, you're good to go. You go in there ridiculous. and you're not confident. You, you don't even have to know what you're doing. You just have to act like you do. True. So. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, but, but still, like, in that short amount of time, if you just present yourself with confidence, like, any... Any buffoon off the street can walk in. Well, they, a, lot, a lot of these companies, I'm noticing, when wow. I get hired somewhere after school, well, I am hired, but when I go to work somewhere, after, when I'm working after school, um, I've learned a lot in college, but I'm no master at that job. A lot of these companies hire you, okay, you got a diploma, that proves you can learn. Uh, and then they get you, and then they teach you their way. So, you learn it all working. You, school, you learn a lot. You learn all the nitty-gritty in the dirt kind of stuff in the field. In the field that's at work. Uh, yeah, yeah, good point. It really is like a, all right, were you were you capable of jumping through all these hula hoops that college set up for you? Yep, that's and what it is. And if you are, all right, cool. Then You have the discipline to learn. Uh-huh. Come on board. So... And then when you emphasize in a major like construction or finance or business, I mean, that helps. Mom. But it's not set in stone what you're going to do. Good point. Yeah, that's why, like, first job I get, I definitely want to just do more learning experience than, like, money. Like, I'd rather just learn as much as I possibly can. Hey, follow the dream, not the dollar sign. That's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. You know, if you're making 300 grand a year, but you're working 80 hours a week. And then you hate your life. Get up in the morning, go to work, go to bed. You know, it's, it's you're not living a life. Oh God, you're rich, but then you drive a cool Cadillac to work. Uh huh. You didn't drive it to golf shores with your family. You know. Yeah, I feel like some of the poorest people are the richest. Or you didn't drive your Cadillac to Vegas with your boys. Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't know where any, everyone's going. Sounds like the plot of a Hangover. Yeah. Hangover. Well, no, that was some. Some classic convertible, but... No, it was really... Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. So many references. Oh, yeah. One, two, and three, right? I didn't... I don't know if I saw the second and third one. I, I definitely saw one of the they two. They got them, though, them. right? They got uh, three? They do have three, yeah. Yeah. Nah. What else we got, Jordan? Uh, last question, actually. So, uh, 
If you could fish anywhere in the world, where would it be? Okay. So, I'm a bass fishing enthusiast right here. Oh! Every weekend, I'm fishing. And, uh, I'm no pro. I'm not the best. But it consumes a lot of my life. And I was, oh, well, wouldn't you want to go to this deep sea fish? Or wouldn't you want to fish for that? I like bass. I just, I like bass fishing. So, so you are the bass pro. I'm the bass master, man. Oh. Bass master Mitch. Oh, there you go. Mechanic the mechanic. I'm everything, man. So, um, I, I want to go to Texas. Because Texas has the biggest bass. The most of them. No. Uh-huh. And that, and it, I, I never really understood why, but it's because when you're up north up here, mm-hmm. and we're central, not north, but northern, we have winter. Well, during the winter, all the bugs die and all the kind of bait fish kind of die out. It's cold. It's miserable. No one wants, they, all the fish kind of hibernate. But down right. south, it's feeding frenzy all year. All those fish can grow. Good point. So... In, in Missouri, the bass spawn one time a year. Well, what do you mean by spawn? Get it on. Ooh. Yeah, they have their babies one time a year. I might have to cover up with this uh, this curtain now. <laughs> well, got me going, Mitch. In some of these southern states like Florida and southern Texas, they can do two times a year because okay. it's, it's always warm. They can. Now, it's not 100% they're it's twice a year, but it's just if only half of them do it twice a year, uh-huh. that's already quarter more than we have, half more. Uh, there's a reason it took me five years to get through college. <laughs> Fractions aren't a thing, but it's so. Texas would be where I'd want to fish. It wouldn't be this island on this coast. That is pretty interesting, honestly. It's just that's bass are my thing, man. I don't know. I don't fish crappie, fish trout a little bit, but I don't enjoy them. I just fish. so how big like would a typical bass be? Let's just say average down in when Texas. You, oh man, okay. So when you catch a four pound bass in Missouri, uh huh, this big, that's that's four pounds. Pretty big deal. Well, I thought it would have been more, honestly. About that. I would guess like ten. Uh, it's about ten right here. Okay. So our four. Oh, let's say what would a ten pounds a big bass? That's some people that's a once in a lifetime. Some people that's once a year. Uh-huh. Just kind of depends how into it you are. Most people who are into it though, who are weekend warriors, a ten pound bass is a once in a lifetime thing. Um. So if you catch. Let's say at Table Rock, you catch six pound bass. That compares probably a ten pound in Texas. Oh wow! So we are used like at Table Rock. I catch like a one and a half, two pound bass. That's average. You can catch thirty of them a day. You go to Texas, you're catching four pound bass, thirty of them a day. Like it's they're bigger. That's crazy. It's like almost double the size. Would you ever go like deep sea fishing? I've done it. Really? I enjoy it, but it's not my target, you know. Totally, I, yeah. I've done it before. It's, but it's not around me. Why would I target something when I can pay thousands of dollars to go do it? 
Is it really that much? Well, yeah, I go on vacation. Oh, you're saying if you're from Missouri. Okay, yeah. For yeah. me, all I gotta do is fill up the truck, fill up the boat, got the tail rock. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so, a little different. But did you catch anything cool? Deep sea fishing? Uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh. What catch a shark? Catch? A dolphin? Something like a barracuda. I'm not big in my... A barracuda? Uh, What's a barracuda? I've, I've heard of that. Uh, real long fish, nasty teeth on it. Okay. This is teeth. Uh Gosh. I'm kind of imagining like a gar. Yes, the saltwater gar. Okay. And uh, I think it was a barracuda or something in that. Barracuda! It had big teeth on it. I don't think it was a barracuda, though. And uh, I remember one of my buddies, he caught one, and it was only like this big. Uh And I'm like, okay, good fish. And then I, I caught one like this big. And they're like, oh, he caught a monster. And That's like, crazy. Yeah. We held him up for pictures, and he's holding this fish, and I got to hold this fish up here. And it was, yeah, that was probably the only time deep sea fishing. Can you cook barracudas? I'm assuming if they got big teeth, they kept, they kept this fish. I, it, what do you I mean kept it? Cooked it. Oh, okay. They, they, well, I didn't cook it and eat it, but, like. I didn't know when, if you meant as a you, pet. I was like, damn, that's huge. Good cuda. No, it's <laughs> When you go deep sea fishing uh-huh. and you hire a guide, right. you pay say three hundred bucks for the whole day. Right. Um, well, you gotta tip the guide. You gotta tip his crew. Well, sometimes say I caught this big fish, part of my tip, I wouldn't take that fish home because how I'm gonna cook it in a Mexican resort? One, the chefs don't do it. That's FDA or Mexican DA approved. It's not. So you have to pay the cooks or you have to... You, well, you really can't take the fish. Uh-huh. So you give it to the guides who give it to their families. And they cook it for themselves and they circle life. They use all the parts. You, know, you can't. You're in a foreign country uh-huh. without a stove or ingredients. So you just, you're, you're catching these fish that you paid to go fish and then you just give it to them? So these people are getting hooked up with free fish all the time. Doesn't sound like a bad life, does it? No, no, not at all. So that would be cool. That'd be chill. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure they don't get paid like a ton, but still, be a part of the job. Are they happy? That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. So, are they content? Yeah. Uh, we don't satisfied? know. We'll never know. But that's that is what we did. And the fish that I mean, we kept them. They were in a cooler on ice, mm. so they were still throwing that fish back. So they were kept for the cook, the uh, the guide, and the driver and his crew. It, it would have added to the experience if you would have eaten it, but like it still sounds like a really one, like maybe not once. I've been time, deep but... sea fishing twice. Okay, one time we had a boat and it had like six poles off of it, and each pole had a lure, and the boat went like twenty miles per hour. And they call that trolling. We trolled for fish. You can catch swordfish, marlin, sharks. And then there's another fishing called bottom fishing. Mm-hmm. And I did that one too. And that's when you just drop your bait, pick up a fish. And they usually produce, harvest smaller fish. So when I was nine years old, I was in elementary school, uh-huh. we did that. And everyone on the ship kept their fish. And on the ship, they had a kitchen. And we cooked all the fish there. And we ate all the fish right there. And then we went home. 
But then when we went trolling and we kept these big fish, we, um, didn't, we didn't get to cook them and eat them. They didn't have none of that. Still cool, though. Still cool. Yeah. I mean, was. I've never been. I, I honestly think the cooking it on the ship was cooler. Because, I mean, you're sitting there, you got 30 people on the boat, you're ripping fish up left and right, you're drinking beer. You know, when you're doing this uh, trolling for fish, these people are out for blood. And they're they're ready to get it. You know, but but that's kind of what how do you mean I, out for blood? It's it's a sport. They're out to win. Oh, they're so competing! That's, wow, that's that's how I am with bass fishing. I get all these people that come up to me. They're, oh, I love fishing. You know, get a cooler out on the lake, drink some beer. You know, go get go get a can of worms. I'm gonna, I don't I don't I don't do that. You know, I'm. You know, what way is the wind blowing? What's the clarity of the water? Can I use this pound test line? What lure? What colors that lure got to be? Uh, I, no, there's no beer on the boat at that time because I'm, I'm out you're there. You're trying. It's a sport. It is. You're in the wind. You're yeah. in the wind. You know. So, I, yeah, I feel like I would like the relaxed version. I, I don't know. I, I have no interest in ever taking fishing well, to, like, the next level. I wouldn't want to take soccer to the next level. Exactly. It's, exactly. And you take soccer to the next level, so... That's interesting, yeah. That's just what. What's your niche? Yeah, I never, I never like understood that fishing is actually a real sport. It's a real sport until like. Oh uh, man, I was on Table Rock this morning, uh, six in the morning, and then I, I was on it the whole day. I bring a cooler and I got a sandwich in there. I got a jug of water, and then maybe a monster or some coffee, and that's it. And I'm, I'm on my boat until I would have been on the boat till 8 p.m. today but a thunderstorm came through and it starts raining and it's raining hard and I'm like ah I'm a man I got rain gear so I get my rain gear out of this cubby hole and I put it on and all of a sudden lightning I see lightning Ah, that was just one of them. The next thing of lightning, I'm going in. Boom! I'm like, yep, I'm going in. I mean, it was like right then and there I thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, so. That's scary. Fishing's not for the faint of heart. Like, if you're in it, you're in it. It's It's an interesting sport. It's a really interesting sport. If that lightning never hit, I would have been in the pouring rain for four more hours. And I would have done it. Damn. Yep. It's not easy. Wow. I mean, I'm not lifting heavy weights or I'm... But the, the, like the mental endurance. Oh, and we had 25 mile per hour winds all day. You ever have been wind burnt? I mean, it's... It, it is an endurance thing. I'm not running 50 miles, but I am in Mother Nature. All the elements for that amount of time. In the sun. In the sun, and the wind, and the rain. Yeah. In the hail. Oh, man. Anything. Last week we were at Stockton Lake. Uh-huh. And it was about 35 degrees when we woke up. And, you know, the fish will still bite. They will. You just got to fish them differently. And we're catching fish. We're doing real well. And we're like, oh, it says it's supposed to snow today. And all of a sudden, starts sprinkles start coming down. Oh, look, snow. This is so cool. Well, and all of a sudden, it's like a blizzard. And we got like an inch of snow in the bottom of my boat. And this is not really that cool anymore and all of a sudden sleet starts coming down oh. like let's get back so I we're getting in the boat and we're full throttle and I got this much This is, all my skin's covered except for my eyes <laughs> I got this much and I got hail or sleet coming through and I'm 
trying to hide behind the visor of my steering wheel and well played. I know it's it's tough sport. Yeah, it sounds like the only thing you can do at that point. Yeah, and we we went fast for about four or five minutes. I said I can't do it anymore, and we just put it back to the truck. But it was it was cold, miserable. Man, fishing's not for pussies, dude. It's no, I agree. Like I said, I'm not running ten miles, but I'm not lifting three hundred pound weight. Could probably do both though. <laughs> but it's it's a very enduring thing. I just I love it's, the reward. You put that effort in and then uh-huh. when you get that fish tugging on that line, that's they say the tug is the drug. So when you when you feel that fish on there, then adrenaline goes through you. It's like this could be a big one. Uh-huh. And that's that's what it is, man. Yeah, it's uh it's kinda like baseball in that aspect, like it's ever it's a sport. A lot of a lot of sport. anticipation, a lot of anticipation, all for that one moment, and that one moment makes it all worth it. I uh, I got my first tournament coming up May fourth. Hell yeah! I know. I'm, I'm may pretty, the fourth be with may you. May the fourth be with you. I'm I'm pretty pumped. That's uh, Springfield Con, uh, Contractors Association's Bass Bash. Last year, seventy five boats were in it. Uh huh. And. Uh, they got an eighty percent payout rate, so if a hundred boats are in it, eighty percent of them get paid. Oh wow! Yep. So is there a buy-in? Hundred bucks a boat. Okay. So I'm not gonna be a millionaire by any means, but twenty-five dollar gift card to Conoco would be pretty cool, man. I mean, you can't lose. You can't lose, right? I, even if I lost, I still won. I was in the exactly. Bath. I was still fishing, right? And you still got to compete for your first time ever. I know. New I life know. experience. I got my dad's gonna come down and he's gonna watch the land. I got another buddy from Springfield and he's gonna go to Table Rock and watch the land. I might not have a fish to weigh in, but it's I could win. I could be first. You know you gotta do just walk up there, just throw your dick on the scale. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well I would definitely <laughs> lose. Just <laughs> 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 No, it's I'm I'm excited, you know. It's it, so these long days in the cold rain and the snow and the lightning and it's 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 preparation, right? Know? It's it's practice. It's what's learning the fish better. So if I have that condition, I can fish better. You probably learn from the people at the tournament too. I don't know. You could make some man all the earth. All the fishing I learn is fishing with other people. That's anything. I'm, I'm big into riding dirt bikes, too. The only time mm-hmm. I get better is when I ride with people that are better than me. If you play soccer with people that are better than you, you get better. Exactly. Yeah. Pushing your comfort zone. That's, and they also should kind of, like, open you up to new ideas. And Especially, I, I'd imagine fishing is a lot of, like, little hacks. You know, like, a lot of, like... Like oh, if you use this it's, bait, it's, it's not just toss and reel in. Uh huh. Sometimes like the reels aren't consistent. Like with some of my crank baits, it's reel, and you you hit something with it, you pause. That call and they call that reaction strike. Some people will just keep reeling in. They'll, they'll feel their line tug, and they'll just keep reeling. Well, once you feel a tug, you kind of want to pause. And some people won't know that, but like I learned that from fishing with other people. Right. It's, it's not. It's in the hands. It's in the motion of the rod. It's everything. Every little yeah. like, just minute detail. Every detail. That's cool. That's cool. What knot you tie? I mean, it's 
Little things, man. Really, the knot you tie has an effect oh, on Oh my gosh. Your conversion rate? I'm not that advanced, but I know uh-huh. a lot of these pros, they use this knot for that application and that one only. And wow. I got my one good old trusty knot, and that's whatever my papa taught me when I was young. And ever, you know, it's, it's never let me down. But there, there are pros that throw different knots for different things, and I might be at that level one day. But as of now, I catch plenty of fish with my pawpaw's knot. There you go. Yep. Keep it in the fam, too. Yep. I had, a, I had a question in my mind that I came up with when you were talking, but I can't remember what it was. Damn, that's the worst. That's the worst when that happens. It was a good question, too. Darn. Yeah, I don't know. All right. No, that's, that's sick, though. That's cool. I just... Oh, this is what it was. Does, does it bother you that the connotation towards fishing would be that uh, it's it's probably like primarily a luck sport? Like, does You're that bother you with the bobber? Just hopefully that fish bites. Like, oh, I'm gonna throw this out here, hope for the best. What happens happens, completely out of my no, control. Because you're not into it, you don't know better. It's I don't. It's it's hard just to compare ignorance. this. Like when you go to the gym. And you see people, they like in one day they work out their chest and their biceps and their back and their shoulders all in one day. You know, they don't know better, right? Because they're not into it. You know, if you study the gym, you know what to do. You know when to lift, what to lift, how to lift. So it's same with fishing. If they're not into fishing, it's it's not their thing. True. They don't know. It's not my deal. I'm not losing sleep over it. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, I just didn't know if that like if that bothered you at all. But you're you're totally right. It's just it's just uh, them like speaking out of ignorance too. Yeah, it doesn't bother me because there are things I probably do the same thing about. Sure, sure. Not no one's perfect, man. So and everyone starts somewhere. I started when I was a kid, man. Throwing a bobber with a worm on it. That's all I did. I loved it. No rod. Yeah, with rod. Okay. Rod and reel, bobber, sure. bobber and worm, and hook, too. Don't forget, and fishing line. I started with just my hands. Just Damn, noodling. Yeah. And uh, everyone starts somewhere. And you don't start nothing, and you're awesome. You have practice. If you don't enjoy it, you're not going to keep doing it. An expert in anything was once a beginner. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and being in this construction major, it's everyone, I'm, Everyone expects you to be awesome already, too. And it takes time. That's everything. But that's what do you mean? Everybody expects you to be awesome? Oh, you already know. Uh, this this jack stud goes here, and then no one. I mean, oh, okay, okay. You know, it's you got to start somewhere. Remember, one summer I was on this crew. We were renovating a apartment complex, and uh, they started me off. I was. Not really managing a crew, I was just kind of helping them out. Mm-hmm. And it was all these college kids, and they were like, Okay, Mitch, you've been here longer than any of them. You know how to do a lot more than they do. We're just putting you baseboard in this place, and I know you can do it. You know, and they, they kind of helped me. They're like, Okay, teach them, and you're in charge of that this summer. You put that baseboard in. That's all you're doing uh-huh. for this week, not this summer. And they, man, these kids just were slow, they couldn't get in. My boss comes up to me like, Mitch, why aren't you teaching? Why is this kid so bad? And it was like his 
third day on the job. And I said, well, I was once him once. And Sounds harsh. I know. And the guy who's uh, my manager at the time, he's like, man, I was once him once. You know, more people need to think like that. Everything. Just like everything needs to be thought like that. I wasn't even an expert at the time, but I mean, I was, I know I was a step above that kid putting baseboard in, but you know, your first day on the job, you don't know how to put baseboard in. Just be empathetic of like what step they are at this. Gotta be humble in everything, dude. True. All these people just got this big head on their shoulders lately. They're, like, he, he's just learning. He's learning. And as long as, as long as his intention is to do the best he can, then. That's right. Why even say anything about yeah. it? Cool. Well, honestly, I appreciate you. Uh, what do you, do you want to call us quits on this? Um, we had That's a good. A, this is a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. I I feel bad because I usually I'm more like awake, but like I, I didn't sleep very much last night. No, I was studying cool. all that. I've been up since five in the morning. I went fishing all day. Damn, yeah. I was up till four. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, when you went to bed an hour later, I was up. Or an hour earlier, but yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I respect that because yeah. I'm I'm so bad at. Uh, I guess that's part of the sport too is getting up. Yeah, early. you bet your ass. I cannot get up. I can get up, but it's really hard to get up for an 8 a.m. class. But when that 5 a.m. alarm hits to go fishing, it's get the coffee shower, let's get going. and Get out the door, go, 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 go. I'm going to scroll through Instagram a little bit. I can be five minutes late today, but no, it's, I just, I enjoy it. So it gets my blood pumping. It's all perspective, I feel like. Yeah, that's that's a good feeling being able to wake up in the morning and you're like, wow, I have the opportunity to go fish. I have the opportunity to go do what I love. You know, but for work, uh-huh. I don't I don't wake up with a smile on my face, but I don't wake up going through Instagram. Like I'm I'm up and I'm ready. And you know, no uh-huh. one's gonna enjoy work, but someone needs to find something where they don't hate it. You know, true, true. Work's work. No one likes work. Which is probably, uh, I mean, you kept referencing like like you're not the greatest student. I would say the same applies to me. And I feel like it's because a lot of resistance is built up because I just don't enjoy school. Like in the why slides. do we have to put all this work in and pay the university? Uh-huh. I'm used to putting in work and then getting a paycheck. Exactly, that's, that's what drives me. Like we're paying them to learn what what they think we should learn. Yeah. So that it so it adds credibility and work for the job we want. It's what the man says. Yeah. Listen to the man. It's a weird system. It really is. Yeah. I think it's important to question it, though. I really do. Don't trust it too much. I agree. I agree. Like I said, higher higher education, everyone needs it. Knowledge power, but is college necessarily the right thing? I don't regret it. I guess it depends for every person. Don't regret it one bit. Yeah. I, think, I think more so than anything, I think college is worth it for the experiences outside of the classroom. What I learned in the classroom, I don't really know how much uh, value it has. I don't know. So, so it's, I'm, I'm talking about mainly. I've learned more in one week at South Padre Island than in five years in yeah. college. <laughs> you learn all about biology. Uh, oh, man. You, yeah. Anatomy. Physics. You, it's all. <laughs> everything falls there. I guess I'm more so talking about the gen eds, though, than like the... Gen eds were the worst. Like, it, like that's my complaint when you're, at college. You know, all, a couple of these companies ask me, like, why do you have such a low GPA? And it's like, well, I'll show you my transcript. 
I got a D in art, and I got a D in history, and I got C's in all these other stupid classes. And it's, it's like it, you, it's hard to see in music. Like I, I remember those the easiest class. I'm like, but I didn't care. I hated it. True. A's and B's are all my construction classes. I got C's and D's. All these other ones that I just don't enjoy. You can't teach interest. You can't teach passion. No. I mean, if you like it, you like it. You're going to do well at it. That's just life, honestly. And it's the hard part about school. It's the hardest part. I'm almost through. Hopefully, I pass it this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe in you. Wait, did you not pass it the first time? Well, I mean, I never failed it. I just didn't achieve it as quick as other students did okay, in yeah. four years. So. Yeah, I'll be the exact same one. I switched around. I found my major I wanted to do. And Hell, yeah. I retook a class or two, but not like literally everything you said applies. I I had to take re, retake two classes now. Me too. Political science and calculus. Political science cut. Yeah, I haven't taken either one of those classes, but they sound yeah. hard as shit. Terrible. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate this. Oh, I man, this, this, I was a lot less nervous than I expected. Uh-huh. Shout out to Coors Light. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this this was a good time. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty free-flowing. Yeah. I can't wait. This what, What's the, can I say the date right now? It is, it's actually Friday the 13th. Yeah? And... April 13th. We'll see uh, when this will air, though. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be up. Yeah, I don't know. Because I might upload two a week. I might upload one. At the absolute latest, though, I think it'd be like 20 weeks. Half a year. Cool. Yeah, not really. <laughs> All right, that's fine with me, man. You'll be a whole new person at that point. I, I know, be man. graduated, a whole summer lived. M- maybe graduated. True, true. Stuff can you happen, still man. Still for sure, I yeah. I don't have that diploma in my hand yet. But Jordan, thank you. No it problem. Was fun. No we, problem. I'll shake your hand. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, so cool. Well, yeah, any last words? Any last words? Man, follow the dream, not the dollar sign, guys. Be happy. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I don't really have a choice. I won't be happy if I if I'm chasing money. It's, it's all about passion. Do it for the vine. Dude for not, the vine. Dude for the vine, not the dollar sign. Dude, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Fucking right. That's right. Dude for the podcast. That's the new thing. Yeah. I'm going to dab on the podcast real quick. Oh, just kidding. Wow. Yeah, the camera quit recording. Hopefully this uh, picked up on, like, video five, but we'll, we'll check later. Regardless, we have the, uh, we have the MP3. Why did it stop recording? I don't know. I don't know. I, something's fucking up with my camera. I need to get a new one. Sorry, good. I, I gotta be yeah, so same. bad. Deuces. <laughs>